Hi, I'm Rachel Monteleone and welcome to Kittypedia, the podcast. I'm not an expert. However, I do speak with them with the view of providing you with expert information and advice to help you be the best parent that you can be. Together, let's give children the life they deserve and a positive future. Hello and welcome. Well, there's no doubt that as new parents, there can be challenges in figuring out the physical and emotional intimacy after a baby is born. And let's face it, it's a major life shift that very few people talk honestly about. And what we find that this dynamic isn't so much about the physical intimacy at all. It's more commonly a conversation about reestablishing the emotional connection with your partner postpartum and shifting the overall dynamics in your relationship. Now, to help bring this topic to light, we welcome our special guest, Beck Thompson, a number one internet international best-selling author and relationship coach. Now, Beck has 10 years' experience in counselling, social work, and life coaching, and is a new mum with a baby to an eight-month-old. How are you doing, Beck? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is um, a very interesting topic to be talking about. And as I just mentioned, it is something that isn't spoken about much in the media. So it's we're really excited mm. to be bringing it to light. And um, as I just mentioned, you know, you're very aware both professionally and personally how a relationship can be impacted by childbirth itself, mm. um, of course, having a, a small baby. And, you know, throughout mm. your career um, and now your life experience, um, I'd love to know, you know, what, you've found are the biggest struggles generally um, that couples face in re-establishing the um, int- intimate connection together? Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting. I um, I don't think I fully understood it until I had a baby. And there's so many conversations that I had with my husband after having Flynn that I wished we'd had prior to having, but you just, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So, yeah. um, you know, for us, I think the biggest struggle was um, – that you're just after you have a baby and particularly in that newborn phase, you are so exhausted. Like the, I've never had experienced an exhaustion like that. Like you just spent however long in labor <laughs> and you're exhausted from that. And then you bring this tiny human home that neither of you have, um, have any idea what to do with. <laughs> and then you've got a, your relationship. And so you're tired, you know, and I think you go back to those old dynamics that you used to have in a relationship. I know we found that we were fighting more. We were definitely bickering more. There was, um, you know, the times where we just weren't as connected as we were and the skills that we'd learned prior, it really took a lot. It took effort to bring those back. Um so we kind of had to ride the wave of, of how it is when you have a newborn and know that, you know, you'll come through the other side. Yes. Yeah. And and as you just said, you know, parents with a newborn often describe the first 12 months um, like with a foggy brain syndrome <laughs> um, and that they're rarely present with their partner in the way that they yeah. were prior uh, to the birth. So, you know, like why do you think there's so much complexity overall wrapped up in intimacy after childbirth? Oh, look, so, there's so many reasons. I think, like, physically your body undergoes such a massive change, like, and uh, along with that, you know, emotionally you've just birthed a human. And, <laughs> and created uh, the human too. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's like in the, in the way that you birth the child, you also birth yourself as a mother. So you become, like, it changes you and in, in a beautiful way. 
and you've also got the dynamic of you had just the two of you together and now you've got a third one there and this third one requires all your attention and um it both of your attention like both of you like me and my husband child the other day we're like is it okay if Flynn comes first now for a while and we're like yeah Yeah. for both of us that's what happens he actually just comes first because yeah I mean that is the part of the complexity we really had to navigate how do we re-establish this dynamic change of what two of us to now three of us um and how do we have time where it's just two of us um, so it's really important, like when we put him to bed, that we have time connecting again together because we know that he's safe, he's asleep, everything's good. Um, yeah, but it's just such a, you know, and then I suppose you've got the complexity is if you weren't that great at communicating prior to having a baby, you know, then you don't have the energy really to learn new skills. Um, so it's you're just trying to focus on what you've already got in your toolbox to work with. Um, and that being said, do you think that postpartum intimacy um, has equal parts in physical and emotional pressures? And if so, like how then? Yeah, totally. I mean, physically, because you've just like, however you've given birth, you've got trauma there from that. Um, you have to know how your body works again. You know, you have to establish that. Is it different for both parties? I'm sure physically it feels differently for both of you. Um, and emotionally, because you're, um, you're just on... I suppose you've got different things happening in your head and different worries, different concerns, different um, feelings, different emotions. So all of that stuff is all happening. And like being a woman, I'm sure you know that we're just thinking of a million things at a time, you know. So, you know, it's sometimes then to switch off that brain of like, oh, no, I'm just here with my partner. Oh, but is the baby okay now? You know, I had that in my head before and I had to do grocery shopping and now I need to, you know, meet my friend tomorrow. And, you know, so all of that stuff is still happening in our brains. Well, I get, yeah. um, postpartum, um, you know, there's, there's hormonal changes, of course, that affects libido and intimate comfort, yeah. comfort overall, as you were just saying. You know, overall, yeah. do you think that this could just be one of nature's ways of helping us space out pregnancies at all? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Someone said to me once, they were like, um, I said, why didn't you tell me about the labour? They're like, well, if I told you, you wouldn't have another one. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah so of maybe course. It's that way. If, yeah. Although some people get pregnant straight away, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess but, you know, on a serious note, you know, women's bodies do need to heal and a chance to heal, like you just said. And it's extremely common for mothers to need time to regain the genuine interest in being intimate again. Um, yes. And every pregnancy and birth is different, of course. Um, yes. But in your experience, I mean, how long have you found it's common for women to take? How long is, you know, is it common for women to take? time to become interested again yeah oh god that's kind of a question like how long is a piece of string because it it really depends on the person I mean some people it takes up to a year and like Mm -hmm. I I just say to people whatever you're comfortable with if you have a beautiful supportive partner your relationship is not going to break if you haven't had sex in a certain amount of time you know as long as you're communicating with each other about what's happening like I have to tell my partner at the time oh, this is too intimate. You know, my baby's I'm breastfeeding. Stop touching my boobs. You know, yes. because right now they're they're taken up by him, and so <laughs> they're not yours right now. Not you your know? area. So, yes, don't touch. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> now, um, we published your article and the title is Top 10 Tips to Getting Your Spark Back in Your Relationship After Childbirth. Now, for someone yeah. who hasn't read the article yet, can you please tell us what it's about and tell us what inspired you to write it? Yeah. Um, so I suppose first of all, I got inspired to write it because 
it was something that we found along our journey of becoming parents you know even eight months it's it's interesting it's like you blink and they're eight months old you're like where on earth did the eight months go <laughs> and we had to I'm lucky that we're like that both of us have done a lot of personal development together and that you know this is my job so it's I need to work on my relationship to be good at my job so it's we're lucky in the way that we had those skills but even I I guess because I found it challenging, I thought, what do other people, other people are going to find this challenging as well? So if there's any way that I can give some sort of insight into what we did that worked and what I think people can do professionally that worked. So in the article, I just go through 10 tips like self-love, that to acknowledge that this takes time and that that's okay um to have conversations about it. And, you know, as a woman to get back into your body and know that, um, to learn to love your body again because, it, again, it's changed. Um, and how can you, you know, a lot of women don't love their body pre-childbirth. I loved my body when I was pregnant. I thought it was the most, I can't wait to get pregnant again. I think it's the most magnificent thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so just so I go through sort of tips that you can implement into your life and and there's no order of them. You know, if you do one of those tips, if you do all of them, if you do three of them, like it doesn't matter, I suppose, have a look at what, have a read of it and have a look at what tips you think would work for your relationship and, and I suppose, implement what you can and when you can. And of those 10 tips, do you want to maybe say pick out so your, your top three favourite ones maybe? Yeah, I think my, probably my first favourite one would be um, to acknowledge that it takes time because I think that that's really important I d- and there's no timeline on it. I think, you know, we have enough pressure in the world, particularly as women, to be a certain way, to act a certain way, to look a certain way. Um, and there's, particularly with social media and media in general, mm-hmm. you know, celebrities bounce back and you're like, whoa, they got their body back. <laughs> and that's what the, is the important headline. Like you've just you're raising a human that should be what the important headline is and and you're learning how to get yourself back so um you know no pressure on yourself take the pressure off yourself it takes as much time as it needs to take um I think that the the probably scheduling in that time to chat to your partner so that you've got and I get that it's difficult when you've got a baby um but pull on those supports that you have around you like who do you have that could watch the baby while you um you know did had a chat every week or you know once baby's in bed can you have a chat then like just because we take so much time to chat about um you know have you got the groceries did you pick mary up from swimming did you you know but we forget to take time to sit down and and see how emotionally we're going in the relationship so i think that's really important um and to I think the last one would be to to pull towards your partner rather than away from your partner. Um, and that could look like, um, you know, if they're um, making a gesture of um, a physical touch in some way, even if you're not comfortable with it, let them know that that's something you're not comfortable with and then you can... Sorry, can you hear me? That's okay. The choice of... <laughs> Yeah, so I think that, you know, what often happens in relationships is that you have um, someone in a relationship will make a gesture towards someone and then they'll say, well, I don't like it. And then the other person assumes that they're not going to like it forevermore. Um, whereas perhaps at that point you didn't want to be touched because, you know, you're just not feeling okay or you've just, you know, rested your baby or something's happened that you don't want. So 
I mean, pulling towards your partner just means that you're, instead of pushing them away, you're connecting with them in some way. Um, uh-huh. So just making the time to be able to connect with them. And when they put a um, like bid for attention towards you, that you notice it and go towards them rather than pull away from them. And yes. when we're tired and overwhelmed and stuff, it's easier to pull away often than it is to go towards. Yes. Um, but it will strengthen that connection. And um, a lot of, um, well, finishing up on the article, we'll have the link, of course, in that in the show notes. Mm. Um, and there's, there's wonderful, I mean, there's, there's 10 tips in total. And um, thank you for sharing those three. Um, but That's we'll right. definitely have um, a link through to that in the show notes for everyone to, to have a good read of um, afterwards. Um, but what I wanted to, to ask you, I mean, in general, a lot of experts say that, you know, when your partner is wanting to be intimate, after the birth mm. of the baby, it isn't so much about the intimacy. It's more so that they are just wanting to to connect. It's more about that connection. Do you find generally yep. this is the case? Yeah. So generally, if we're talking about male female couples, that men generally connect through having sex, and women need to connect to have sex. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why that would be. I would guess. Yes. Um, and yeah, I would say so because again. It's really interesting for men. I've spoken a lot to my husband about this because, again, the dynamic used to just be you two um, and all your attention kind of was going towards them. And then you're introducing this other baby and they don't have the same connection as you do as a mother. Yes. Um, And so a lot of the time they can feel like they're left out or that, you know, that there's some sort of disconnection happening there between the two of you. So, you know, I was really conscious um, to give attention to my husband and the baby and um, I, I was just able to do that, which you're not always able to do. I get mm. that. Um, so, yeah, I can understand why that would be. Yeah. And so the feelings, I guess, of rejection um, are really common between partners during this, this time period. Mm. Um, how, can they over, how can couples overcome these feelings then? Is it just yeah, a case I, of having open conversations about what's really going on so they can maybe stop the cycle from continuing? possibly. Yeah, totally. And to learn not to take anything personally, because it's not right. Um, and, and if you have those conversations about it, you, you will discover that. Like, it's interesting if, um, you know, particularly at the moment, Flynn, who's eight months old, really wants me at the moment and doesn't always want my husband. And when he's tired or hurt, he comes to me. And so my husband's like, oh, fine, you don't want me. <laughs> and I'm like, which is, about which is common. Yes. Every, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm with him every day. I've got my, I've got the milk on me that he drinks, you know, that so, of course, he's going to be more connected to me. You know, you'll have your time when he's going to be more connected to you. It doesn't mean he loves you any less or that I love you any less. It's not, you know, it's a good point to make. There are, there will be other times in life when, you know, the child will be more connected um, with with the father or the other parent. Yeah, you know? um, absolutely. So that's a really good thing to, to remind them, definitely, yeah. And um, I wanted to ask, you know, how can parents like, um, best reconnect with their, their partner after birth um, and just overall just redefine um, their intimacy? Like what tips do you have to share with us for this? Yeah. So, um, again, I think about that communication, but I also think that um, to be able to find your footing again, so spend some time just reconnecting with the two of you and, and whatever that looks like for you. So, that could be about talking. It could be about having some fun. It could be about, um, you know, going on a date night. It could be about sitting together, watching a movie, not talking, you know, like yes. whatever. Think about how you used to connect in the relationship. What did you do yeah. and how can you do that again? You know, it doesn't have to 
you know, you don't always have to talk everything through. I'm a massive talker and often women want to talk everything through, but men don't always want that. So, you know, it's about figuring out what works for you in your relationship and how you feel you could connect. I know with us, whenever we go away on holidays or we're away for the weekend or we go out for the day, you know, that's a way that we can spend some time connecting together because we're away from the the house where we've got those distractions of having to do the washing up or the washing or. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess if the timing isn't great for you, um, possibly to offer another alternative that you're comfortable with. Um, But it's just, I guess, maybe being uh, open overall with your feelings um, when you and your partner aren't exactly in the same place. Um, And with that alternate solution, things like even just running a bath together or having a nap and a snuggle or, like you said, watching TV, even just as simple as just holding hands as well um, to be able to at least feel one another. Um, And the connection doesn't always have to be intimate, I guess, hey. Totally. Yeah. Physical touch is so important and it doesn't have to lead Mm. to sex every time. Like it's, that's so true. Those, um, I think that's another point I made in the article, but those, that's a way that you can pull towards someone is to, you know, if you give a a hug on the way past or a pat or, you know, you touch a partner's butt or you give them a small peck on the cheek, like it doesn't, you know, just those, Mm. those little parts, little small touches are ways that you can build that connection. I still see you. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, getting back to you saying before uh, with parenting being exhausting, you know, it's, it is exhausting and it's hard enough, I guess, to find enough energy for yourself, let alone the thought of having energy for intimacy. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'd love to know, do you think it's important that parents find time to look after themselves um, and to do something that gives them energy back, like their own personal interests and hobbies as well? So it's about having energy, of course, for your baby, having the energy for your relationship but you need equally to be able to keep your own cup full as well what are your thoughts yeah a hundred percent um but give it time because I know that at this beginning it's so difficult to think about anything else other than how do I stay alive and keep this other person alive so like I think like even getting to eight months now I feel like it's the only just now I've got to this stage where I'm like what do I like doing again you know and even this morning I um, while Flynn was asleep, I put on a face mask and I, like, not a, <laughs> not oh, a yeah, yeah, face, yeah, a different mask. mask. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're compulsory down here in Victoria. Exactly. And I sat down on the TV and watched a show I liked and, and you know, those simple things. I was like, oh, my God, I love this. Like, I forgot how much I just love having a face mask on and relaxing and, yeah, so it just, yeah, take time. But, yeah, definitely get back to to you and what you like and um put the energy and, back into uh, you yeah and it's so important also to know that your partner is the other parent and they're not babysitting your child they're looking after their own child so Good I would point. say as early as you can give them opportunities to look after them because you don't want to get years down the track where you go oh my god he doesn't even know I, I see I hear parents all the time and they're like okay so I've got you ready for the day I've got your food out I've got the be about I've got and I just said to my husband you're looking after Flynn for the day and he can organize it because he's the dad he's got the skills he's very capable just as much as I am the only thing he doesn't have is the breast milk so he can do everything else apart from that and do you have any tips I guess for couples um that they find that dynamic quite difficult and or if if the father um and or the other parent isn't necessarily as open to to equal partnering 
uh, parenting, I'm saying, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I think this is one of the conversations I kind of wished we'd had before we had Flynn. So I uh-huh. think it's really important to discuss this stuff before to know. It's really, really interesting. Just like when you form a relationship, you both come with your different set of values, beliefs, how you were raised, how things get done. It's exactly the same with parenting, right? You, yep. you come in from this world of where, um, or you were raised in this way and your mother mothered in this way and your father fathered in this way and you think like, it would be good to have that conversation around what does parenting look like for each of you um, so that you're aware because otherwise you're just making assumptions about how being a mum should be or, or how being a dad should be um, rather than talking about it. So I think it's just important to, to be able to voice what it is that you, what expectations you have and um, and how you want to be as a mother or how you want to be as a father and then, again, come to some sort of compromise about it. And when's a good time to have that conversation, do you think? Because I've, I've heard before this. Before you this... have the child. <laughs> before, before you conceive the child or before you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, good question. I don't, maybe when you, once you've conceived because then you know. I don't, yeah. Oh, look, any time is good to have the conversation because I suppose if you've already had the child, then you need to have the conversation once you've had the child but for us it's just come up as we work through being parents so it's not like we actually sat down had a scheduled time of it to talk through it it's like as we're walking up to the cafe you know let's talk about you know what your idea of being a dad is um and this is what my idea of a dad is and and how do they differ and how do you make your own version of that because you don't need to duplicate what your parents have done how do you make your own version of being parents and what does it look like for you as a family yeah this is really important and I've heard it um many experts say this um over the last few years that they wish that they had that conversation before they had the baby and establishing well they're not rules per se but just I just that the lay of the land I guess um Mm -hmm. just to make it fair you know um and Mm -hmm. um you know and Overall, I guess, you know, parts of parenthood can be really daunting um, and challenging, but I guess humour can almost lift, almost always lift the mood in any difficult situation. Um, In your experience, um, have you sort of found that a sense of humour can sort of help at all? Um, And is is this something that possibly you even mentioned to your clients at all? Yeah, absolutely. I'm very, very lucky because I have a very funny husband. Um, (laughs) So... Uh, yeah, you have to laugh. Like if you don't laugh, sometimes you're going to cry. You know, it's like even when the baby's a little because you, you're both going through this experience together, both trying to find your feet of how to be. And you're both trying to work out how to be parents and you're both trying to work out how to be in a relationship as parents and having a kid. Uh, so, you know, plan fun is just so essential in any relationship. And yeah, it's massive. Even when I did my branding with um, this amazing designer, I was like, I don't want it to be serious all the time. Like it's so important for relationships to have that element of play and fun. And we get to this stage sometimes as adults where we think that we need to be serious. And I know because I got there. I absolutely got there when we were younger. Yeah. We were in a relationship for so long and I thought that it was really important to be serious. When my husband would make a joke, I thought, it's not funny. We need to be serious all the time. And and then I don't know what happened, but I was like, this is ridiculous because I I am fun and I I like having play and fun and, and even dancing on the way to the fridge or like find little ways that you can bring fun into your life. Like, and you've got a kid, like, they make life fun, you know. So it's it's such a 
such a nice way to help you become present and relax and enjoy yourself again and learn to joke because um, everything doesn't need to be taken so seriously. And like you said earlier, life really does sort of flash by in the blink of an eye and before you know it, your baby's eight months old. So you want to enjoy the journey as much as possible and every step along the way. <laughs> um, Absolutely. In, now, in, in your experience, what are some of the healthiest ways that you've seen couples sort of navigate um, their journey through, I guess, the, this postpartum period, sort of post-birth? Yeah, look, I think that that playing fun is really important and to not take the whole journey so seriously um, and to, um, uh, my favourite saying is to, I don't know if it's an actual saying, but just, just to assume that the other person is always doing the best they can in any given moment. If you have yeah. that assumption about your partner, I hate assumptions, but that is the one assumption I will always carry because I know that my husband is always doing the best he can given the resources he had. That that best might look different from moment to moment to moment, but it's always his best. And um, just to constantly forgive each other because you're both learning, you're both growing. This is a new process. And, yeah, be kind. Forgive each other, be kind, be present, enjoy it. And can you tell us more about, I guess, scheduling um, time to communicate with your partner. This is something that, um, like anything, I guess, if, if we make time for things, it's going to happen, I guess. So can you yeah. maybe tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said before, it's about, um, you know, we, t- we take time all the, as we're going along the day to chat about organising stuff, but we forget to sit down and actually talk about how we're going. And so it's really important to schedule that time in because, again, like you said, you'll make time for it. But then you can have that conversation around where are you emotionally? Like this week, how are you going? Like how are you feeling? Um, and then you can talk about stuff that um, that's the chance to bring up, oh, when you did this, um, I felt like this, you know. So it's your chance to bring up what's happened during the week to be able to communicate how you're feeling. Um, and because like when you first give birth, your emotions are all over the shop. Um, so it's important that your partner understands that where you're coming from because then they'll know how to support you better so there's a chance to sit down communicate where you're at what you're feeling and then for your partner to be able to you can communicate with your partner what you need um yeah and what about the couples that that I guess are really struggling um what are some of your your tips um if they're having some issues like trying to reconnect yeah, I think that if they can have, again, that conversation about where they're at um, and, again, it's about spending some time alone. So uh, I, I don't want us to think that it has to be this big deal. Like it can be five minutes alone, you know, like it's just that it, at the end of the day um, there is some time where your baby's asleep or like even if you're sleeping alone and you're together, you're still like not sleeping alone, you're sleeping without the baby and you're together. At least you're spending some time together. So find that way that um, you can reconnect in some way and it doesn't have to be a big deal. It doesn't have to be something that you schedule in. It's just that something that you're conscious of, you know. Um, and, you know, you know the time when you're just sitting there both on your phone. Like take that time to sit with each other. Um, and chat with each other or just sit with, even if you're holding hands and you're both on your phone, you know, like just find some way that you can reconnect together and it doesn't have to be a big deal. And you know, I guess that a new arrival um, in some instances can change everything, but in, in most cases 
it, it really, really sort of just brings you back to, I guess, what really is important is is that bond that you have with your with your partner. Mm-hmm. So, is mm-hmm. there anything else? Um, I don't know any other sort of closing tips and or sort of key messages that you would like to be able to share with the audience and everyone watching and listening. Um, that I guess the key takeaways from the chat today. Yeah, I think it's just so important to understand that every relationship goes through ups and downs. And uh, again, that pressure from social media often gets put on you that everything needs to be perfect. I feel like more people are coming out now being more vulnerable, and um, which I love. Uh, but just know that it's so normal to go through highs and lows and that you can make it back from that low. It's just about, you know, if you... If you try and do it yourselves, you should spend some time yourselves. Just if you can't do it by yourself, go get some professional support. And that's okay to get professional support. Just like if you've got a sore shoulder, you go to the physio or to the Absolutely. chiro, you know. Like it really should be normalised to go see a therapist, go see a coach, see someone that can support you through that journey to get back on track because I it kills me when I see couples that, that break up that, um, haven't got, haven't put that work in and could have gotten through it because, you know, my motto always is when working with couples, even if you're going to break up, let's get you to a 10 out of 10 before you do that, particularly with kids because you're still going to co-parent at the end of the day. So how can we get that relationship to be the best it can be even if you're not going to be together? Yes. And, you know, the, the beauty of the relationship and relationships are the opportunity to be able to mirror each other and for you to both learn and grow as well mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. for you to be able to sort of um, work together. And this is um, a new opportunity for growth and development. It's just a matter of then looking at one another and having that conversation, knowing why in the first place that you wanted to to create another human being. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Beck, this has been a really lovely chat today. If anyone's got any other questions for you, whereabouts can they um they find you? Yeah, so I'm all over socials talking about social media, so I'm on Instagram and and Facebook. I've only just got myself onto the world of LinkedIn. Um, but find me on EZM. So my I'm Beck Thompson um, and the Relationship Circle. So yeah, I think you're going to put the links in so people can find me there. And please feel free to um, message me or contact me however you want. Happy to chat to anyone. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Beck. Take care and uh, really look forward to having a chat again in the not too distant future. Stay safe. Amazing. See ya. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I'm Rachel Monteleone and you've been listening to Kittypedia, the podcast. You can have full access to Kittypedia by visiting our website at kittypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Thank you for listening and be sure to give my love to the kids.